Hello and welcome to the Impact Your Fitness podcast, a part of the Think Fit Be Fit podcast network. My name is Jennifer Schwartz, and today I'm going to be discussing a key PowerPoint to fully recovering from joint pain with exercise and training. This is an important topic because so many people get stuck in a deleterious cycle of pain, tightness, and trying to exercise while also being cleared by their physician or their physical therapist for exercise. So it just feels like a dead end. And I meet these people every week through this podcast, through Instagram, and through my work at the studio, Impact Your Fitness in Alexandria, Virginia. So I'll start this episode, a very important episode, by saying that the human body is both complex and miraculous when it comes to muscles and movement. It's complex, meaning there are many systems interconnected and working with each other all at the same time, more than you'll ever know. And then it's miraculous in that things can change quickly. And that's also something I see often and why they're referred to me in the first place. So I think it's really worth our time to dive into this topic because I've seen what holds people back. So this is my attempt to both raise the collective knowledge of how to make this full recovery and really go beyond this painful stopping point for so many people and also educate some of my clients especially the new ones i want i want everyone to accelerate and really experience their physical potential and experience actual progress instead of just guessing so with that i'm going to start this by saying hope is not a tactic for fully recovering So I don't have this fuzzy feel-good tip for resolving pain with movement. I think that's why my clients work with me in the first place and that we get results. I don't sympathize with pain. I see it as a complex individual experience. I think that it's very easy as a body worker, movement specialist, athletic trainer, physio, physical therapist to jump in bed with a client's or patient's pain, meaning We get attached to it. I believe this is not an efficient way to help people and that it may create stagnation in the process. So, and here's the antithesis to that is like when the body has the right stimulus, things can change very fast. So why get attached to this pain? Or I ask my client, can you detach from this pain? Can you recall a time where you felt that healing and fully recovering is was and is actually possible for you? Because I see it transparently and I want to share that vision with them. So this is that's a, such a PowerPoint, you guys. I'm so excited to dive in, you know, and spend the next 10 minutes or so getting intimate in this subject with you. Well, I'll start with something unfortunate and 
It's an unfortunate common theme that I've witnessed in the past 11 years of helping clients overcome chronic injury, chronic tightness, and reoccurring joint pain with movement. That theme is that it's difficult to not focus on pain when it's present with movement. Think about that for a second. It's really hard to do. The the alternative to that, which is just like rub it off or shake it off and keep going, is also not that helpful, although it it can be like helpful from, you know, obviously from time to time. Just to keep the body moving. That can serve its purpose as well. However, skate past that. And I want to hone in on this really extremely unfortunate thing where pain can get worse when we focus on it. Research has shown that the way that we think about and pay attention to pain can have a significant impact on our experience of it. When we concentrate on the pain, it can feel more intense and prolonged. This is because our focus increases the activity of pain signals in the nervous system and activates related emotional and stress responses, which can amplify the perception of pain. So I mentioned a few things in here, the perception of pain and that um, it we, it can impact our experience of it. So let's um, just step back for a second and think about the idea that pain is actually made in the brain. So perception and experience are very individualized. And that's a really important thing to know if you have chronic tightness and chronic pain. And that's also why like random advice on the internet like doesn't work either because it's so unique and individualized. There's this large body of research on the relationship between pain and attention or focus. So I can use the word attention and focus interchangeably for this body of work. And a good place to start is called the gate control theory of pain which was the first proposed idea about pain and perception. And that was back in 1965. So relatively not that long ago, (laughs) right? So according to this theory, pain signals are processed in the spinal cord and can be modulated by other sensory inputs and higher cognitive processes, such as attention and emotional regulation. Emotional regulation is also a key point here. Another relevant study is the pain catastrophizing scale, development and validation. And so this was a 1995 paper, which investigated the role of negative thinking and negative thinking patterns such as magnification of pain, rumination, helplessness, and the helplessness on the experience of pain. So feeling more helpless and ruminating on it is part of the problem, basically is what I'm saying. So, man, I just have to take a breath there because I just feel the heaviness of this um, because I've witnessed so many people waste a lot of time ruminating about pain. Not to say that it's not real, but 
it's it's not always in the tissue. It's it's really in the brain. So it's actually a true statement to say that you don't have to have a tissue injury to have pain, and not all pain equals a tissue tissue injury. (laughs) So these and many other studies suggest that our thoughts, emotions, and attention play a significant role in shaping our experience of pain and that focusing on pain can amplify it. Wow. I spoke about this with um, actually one a leading researcher on pain education, Dr. Adrian Lowe, and we had him for two episodes, and they will be linked in the show notes. All right, so let's move on to things that help. There are many, many therapies that help. There are many tricks, and there's energy work that all help chronic issues that I'm referring to. However, I want to throw the ball back into your core and say, you you may not be fully recovered, meaning really, truly moving on. What does fully recovered mean? Maybe we'll be another episode until you are able to self-regulate essentially and self-regulate the emotions, the physiological response to pain and chronic tightness. So all these therapies and modalities and tricks of getting your muscles to be reactive, they all work. But without this mindset of um, that I'm going to share in a minute about how the body is functioning and how you are moving, uh, there it, it can be a lost cause. So meaning like you might get back into, you might go back to that uh, dead end and have the pain and chronic tightness with the old injury, even though you've been fully cleared to do whatever you want. So I'm not here to pitch you on the idea that the methods I use of activating muscles, oxygenating tissues, or using interactive neuromuscular stimulation is the best and only way to progress. I'm not going to claim that. I'm not going to die on that hill. But I will say without the idea that you are an observer of your body is that that's the PowerPoint and that's the key to progressing and to fully recovering. So this is something I share to impact my clients during the first phases of our treatment. And I build on it in this online course for rebranding and rebuilding your own exercise to customize your own exercise the Be Your Own Exercise Guru. And you may have heard of being an observer of the body before. It's not new. In Buddhism, the idea of observing the body is a central aspect of mindfulness and meditation practices. The goal of these practices is to cultivate awareness of one's physical sensations, thoughts, emotions, and to observe them objectively without judgment. (laughs) without judgment and worth repeating. In Buddhist teachings, the physical body is considered a temporary vessel for the mind and is seen as subject to aging, illness, and death. Okay. By observing the body and its sensations, practitioners can gain insight into the impermanence of all physical phenomena and develop a detachment from clinging to the body 
as a permanent self. So does this relate to pain? I think so. In this sense, being an observer of the physical body can be considered a Buddhist thing, okay, as its part to realizing the true nature of reality and attaining enlightenment. However, it's important to note that Buddhism is diverse and has many different schools and interpretations. All these beliefs about associating observation may vary. But with that said, I've witnessed clients with long-term discomfort in their back and hip practice Buddhism and not be an observer of their pain in an efficient way. So you can't just like have the Buddhist mindset and also uh, simultaneous apply it to your pain is if you don't have the education about pain to apply. So it's part spiritual, it's part enlightenment, right? It's part uh, thinking higher and bigger than oneself. And it's also part intellect, right? And that's what this podcast is all about. So meaning, you know, this can create its own circles and cycles of chasing pain around. And if you don't understand this, these education points. So I've also taught this concept to athletes that are attempting to resolve ongoing muscle tightness and mobility issues. Golfers especially benefit from this knowledge as it will help their swing immediately. And that's like so fun to work with. Golfers, you know, athletes, you're welcome in my practice because <laughs> you're fun to work with because the changes are, they're fun to watch somebody have these moments of observation outside themselves, see their body in this 5D kind of way, and then, you know, change and, and feel their potential and, 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 and see them apply it, right? So examples of body observation that I really like, and then we'll talk about my specific way. So breath work. Breathing is a gateway to learning about something difficult and moving through discomfort. The ice bath is also a brilliant way to learn about you know, working through difficulty. So it, breath work is intimate. It's you're watching your body breathe and it's inside your body. That's what I mean. It's intimate. It's internal. And breathing reflects our mindset and the state of our nervous system. So if you're not okay sitting with yourself, like there's something there, you know, there's something to learn and observe. And you know, it's all about like pushing past the perceived limits through focus and patience and dedication. So this can all be trained in breath work or an ice bath. An example of not observing the body. So this happens in uh, the fitness industry all the time. Trainers, educators do it. They're especially bad at it. They focus on one system for the specific exercise. Classic example is cardio exercise in the 80s. They wanted to help people um, improve their heart health, but instead drove them into the orthopedic office with joint issues. And that's because they saw the benefit of cardiovascular aerobic exercise for one system and then started to apply it to multiple things <laughs> so uh, not applied to multiple things they just thought that was the one way to go right they were just 
it's just one system. And there's multiple systems. This is all interconnected. So I just fumbled there a little bit. Um, anyways, exercise is typically a prescription of force and time. It's really nothing more if you think about it. All the things within that are very detailed and complicated. But if you really think about exercise, it's a prescription of force and time. So if we focus on one system's response to the exercise prescription, we're just getting a contextual view. And so it's just like I'm stretching my shoulder to release my type trapezius muscle, upper shoulder muscle. And that's the only thing you're focusing on. So it's very contextual. You're like, oh, that stretch is good. That stretch is bad. I promise you it's much more complicated than that. So here's the helpful view. Here is the helpful observation tactic. It's really viewing your body from above. So it is kind of taking from that Buddhist practice of seeing your body and how it moves in planes and in space. And then, so having knowledge about the planes of motion and rotation and bending and forward and backwards bending, it's an interesting way to look. So it's like you can be in this space by watching exercise from a bird's eye view, essentially. That's the first step, is seeing the exercise in those types of components and pieces. The second part is to then have your your map of your body, like looking from it at, at, like a map at, from above, third party, not from the inside. And using segments, move segment A to segment B. It's called approximating. So in our studio, we do this with the pelvis and trunk. Move the pelvis forward, left, that's segment A, and then move the rib cage or the thoracic area, the middle segment of the body, to the left. That's segment two. And it's a technique to cue. The, the section of the body, not a specific bone or joint or muscle. So the opposite of this would be squeezing the glutes to finish your deadlift. I personally don't find that helpful. Research will also back me up. We'll get into this in another episode. But for now, take a moment, step back, see if you can have that bird's eye view of your body, be an observer of your body, and see if you can go into segments. I teach this in my exercise course online, and it is simple, I think, um, but it does take some uncomfortable, out-of-the-box thinking to get there. But the first thing for you, listener of Impact Your Fitness, is to think about being an observer of your body. Think about what it means to observe something internal from an external perch. That's my challenge. And taking the knowledge I shared about pain catastrophizing and knowing that the more that you focus on it, the worse it will get physiologically. And in your brain, there's a memory associated with it. You're creating a memory. And... 
So those are the two takeaways, I'd say. The mechanical movement piece, segment by segment, that's advanced. It's not for the podcast. What is for the podcast is to use the science of pain to impact your fitness. All right, that's all I got today, friends. Thank you so much for listening. Please uh, reach out on Instagram at Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz. And uh, check out the website, jennifersimoneschwartz.com. And if you want to visit us in Virginia, impactyourfitness.net. I can't wait to hear from you. Have an awesome week.